0: Hey guys, this is Chelsea Eithoven and you're listening to Vibrancy Radio. I spent the better part of two decades in pursuit of shrinking my body, but diet after diet, I still never felt enough. And I don't know about you, but the last word I would use to describe myself while on a diet is vibrant. After becoming a certified health and nutrition coach, I finally dropped the diets, learned to trust my body again, and rediscovered the vibrancy that was within me all along. And now I help women like you do the same. Vibrancy Radio is your new go-to resource for science-backed nutritional knowledge, major mindset shifts, and body image breakthroughs. So if you're ready to stop feeling so dang stressed about food all the time and start focusing on all the things that make you unique and vibrant, then welcome to the show. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to Vibrancy Radio. I am so excited to share with you guys today's guest. And I'll keep this intro really short because her and I had such a juicy conversation And I just want you to get to that as quick as possible. And I don't want to take up a lot of time. But today on the podcast, I talked to Lindsay Chambers of Lindsay's Lifestyle on Instagram. And we had such a good conversation. So she is a mindset and life coach. And her specialty is helping women go from hot mess to happy. And she does it through really simple tools And I just adore her. She has so many good nuggets of wisdom that she shares with us. In particular, I wanted her to come on the podcast so we could talk a little bit about anxiety because I know that... That is something a lot of people struggle with, and she actually just created a program called The Anxiety Fix, and she's been talking a ton about anxiety on her Instagram. So definitely go check her out on Instagram, and we will dive all into that, and we also kind of nerd out on talking about the female menstrual cycle and cycle syncing, and we talk about motherhood and if balance actually exists, (laughs) and all kinds of things. We talk about expectations of ourselves when we start a health and fitness journey and boundaries, and she just has so much wisdom to share. So without further ado, I will let you listen in on this episode, but go ahead and check out the show notes and go follow Lindsay on Instagram and check out her pro programs beyond the body and anxiety fix. All right, hope you guys enjoy. Welcome, Lindsay, to Vibrancy Radio. I am so so excited to have you here. How are you today? I am great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing cool. really good. Really good. I'm so excited to chat with you today. So, before we dive in and do like get actually talking about what we're going to talk about today, I just want to do some like rapid fire fun questions just totally. to, get to know you a little bit. Totally. So fun. Okay. Awesome. Okay. What is your morning beverage?
1: Two glasses of water and then coffee. We just switched to this company called Dynamize Coffee and they're like no pesticides, completely organic. They test for all the molds. And it's like literally the best coffee I've ever had. So I just some coffee with creamer half and half. Okay. That's what I was gonna say. I mm-hmm. was gonna say I want the specifics. Are you yes. one of the are you one of those people that like you're
0: good and you do your two cups of water before you have your coffee? I
1: have to, I like force myself to, and before I like even refill my coffee, I have to go for like some food or something because I could easily just like keep refilling. And then I haven't eaten anything and it's like 11 o'clock and I'm like jittery and sweating. <laughs>
0: right. right? No, yes. I have
1: to- <laughs> force myself to like moderation, but yeah, two, two big glasses. First thing always, man. I've always tried that. And I always just,
0: I've always fall back on, I drink enough water, but I have the hardest time doing it. First thing I have mm-hmm. like a few sips of my coffee first, and then I'll start drinking my water and I kind of drink them together. So, okay. And you just do half and half in your coffee. Yep, yeah, Just, or, just organic half and half. Yep. Yum. That's how I love it too. Okay. What is your favorite food? I mean, chips, <laughs>
1: I love it. Uh, Chips (laughs) of food because I like carbs. (laughs) carbs. Um, I would say chips for sure. I don't have a favorite specific food, but I would definitely say I love chips. I love chips. Tortilla chips. Except this last year, my husband like really like dove into the potato chip situation and (laughs) he was like trying all these. I found some that have like avocado oil and they're really good, but yeah. Chips are my weakness. Love it. Love it. What is a your what are some of your non-negotiable forms of self-care? That's a really good question. Sleep. Mm-hmm. 100% sleep. Like my, what I call my three for me, so every day I make sure I do three like small things for myself, which would be like texting a girlfriend or always always taking a shower and doing my makeup and getting dressed. These moms that are like I haven't showered in 3 days. I'm like, "Well, no wonder you're so unhappy." Like <laughs>
0: Yeah. Take a shower.
1: Put your clothes on. I would say those are like my definitely my top non-negotiables for self-care and fresh air. Like just Mm. getting outside whenever I can.
0: I love that. Mine are so similar. Sleep is like number one king always. I'm the type of person that needs nine hours. Me too.
1: Really? (laughs) Absolutely. And people think like, really? You're crazy. I know. I could do nine hours in a nap. Right. Same. Oh
0: my gosh. We vibe so well. This is why I knew this was going to be good. (laughs) And I so agree to like doing, like making sure you're infusing a few things that are just for you in the day. Every day. Every day. And Like like acknowledging them.
1: Like I don't go, oh, I have to take a shower. It's like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this quick shower. I'm going to enjoy putting my makeup on. Like it makes me feel good. Even if I'm not doing anything, I just feel better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I
0: just did a podcast on this last week, like including things that are purely for joy. And sometimes even if they don't have productive like productivity value, even better. Sex. Sex know? would be
1: a good joyful self-care. Oh
0: yeah, that's a good one. I
1: like that one. <laughs> awesome. We could add okay. that to the list.
0: <laughs> What's a book or multiple books that have
1: changed your life? Oh my gosh. Gabby Bernstein may cause miracles. I feel like that came at me at a time I was pregnant with my first son. And it was like, I was on like a warp speed growth and change and healing. And that book was just perfect because every day there's like a focus and a meditation. That one was great. And then another book called um, The Empowered Wife. Mm. And I don't know who wrote it, but I it was it's a great book.
0: And is that one like more catered towards marriage?
1: Yeah. It's all about, she like really kind of, I think a lot of like feminists would like kind of be upset with what she says, which I like anyone who like pushes the button, but she really talks about how we so easily like take our husband's power and we so easily like, we want something, like I just want to have connection with you, but we go about getting it like this like backhanded way versus like you should fill your own cup and you should make yourself happy and make yourself a priority. And then you should be with your husband because you just enjoy being with your husband, not that you're expecting anything from him. And she talks about how to like communicate and how we've just been taught like all wrong sort of when it comes to relationships. She, yeah, it was a really great book. I loved it. Oh
0: my gosh. I'm putting that on my book list for sure. Cause that's one thing that's always like, not, just not come naturally to me, you know, as relationships.
1: (laughs) No. And like most of us, I don't have a good example of a marriage. Like, right. Not anyone that I know. I mean, my parents were divorced, but I don't even know anyone that I'm like, Oh yeah, I would love to like emulate that marriage. And so this woman, she really got into asking other women that were much older than her, like, what's your secret to a happy marriage? Mm -hmm. And then it just started like her wheels turning. And I think she was a therapist to start with and she just, got into this and it's like her method now. Oh, so interesting. I'm excited
0: to pick that one up. And Gabby Bernstein is always incredible. All her books are incredible. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what is your morning routine? And I want you to get in detail. I love hearing morning routines. I have two
1: toddlers. So So maybe none. (laughs) No, it is like really this. I mean, every morning it's like, mom, get up, get up right now. Get up, mom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so we get up. (laughs) Uh, We go potty. Everyone goes potty. We go downstairs. My daughter is like hungry immediately. So I get them something to eat. I have my glasses of water. I start my coffee. They play and I make, I actually, that's when I have time for myself. So I take my coffee. I have like my to-do list for the day. I have a lot of times I will do all my client check-ins. I know people say like, you shouldn't work first time in the morning, but I am like a productive morning person. And so while they're playing or watching a show, I will like do my card polls or do my journaling or just like have a couple minutes to myself. And then I make them breakfast. And then usually when they're eating breakfast, I get in the shower and get ready. And then it's either I go right to work or we go do something. So mm-hmm. I, I, I have a babysitter like two days a week. Otherwise, I'm all hands on deck. with the I love it.
0: I love it. And I love hearing that because I don't have kids yet, but yeah. like- I know it's coming in the near future, mm-hmm. so it's kind of fun to hear about. And also, like, let's throw away the shoulds, right? It's like people say, "Oh, you shouldn't work first thing." And it's like
1: everybody is different. Whatever works. For I you, before you know. kids, like I can. I'm the person that could wake up at six o'clock and like literally sit up and grab my computer and start working. Like my brain is best first thing in the morning, and so it's being a mom has been a big transition because that's my like work time, and they want like mom time. So, mm-hmm. but they, they do have like this really great time of their window where I've learned like, oh I could get a good chunk of things done right now. So I do. Yeah. You figured out how to make it work for your life, right?
0: Absolutely. Awesome. And that could be also where that three for me comes in play, right? Like if you don't have that morning routine, first thing where it's like all this self-care, you can spread it throughout your day.
1: You know, I always spread who has time in the morning. <laughs> I do, but I don't have kids. Right. So. Right. And like, is that always like for some people it works but some people it doesn't, or they have to work early or Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. I spread it out throughout the day. Absolutely. And me, it's always like, can I take my cup of coffee outside for like two minutes alone and like have a breath of fresh air and like a calming moment. That's enough for me. Like Mm -hmm. that's all I get. So I'm taking it.
0: And that makes such a difference. Yeah. And I used to do
1: this elaborate
0: morning routine when I was, I used to teach kindergarten and I would wake up at 4.30. You would be the cutest kindergarten teacher. (laughs) I did love it. It was so fun. (laughs) But I would wake up and I would like do this elaborate morning routine and it was fun the first couple of days, but then it wasn't joyful anymore. And it's like, what is the point of doing this if it's making me more stressed? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to do the opposite, you know? Right. Right. I like how you kind of made it work for you.
1: Yes. Okay. And what are you obsessed with? I love
0: hearing people's answers. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay. I am obsessed. I'm like one of those people who, when I'm into something, I want to learn it and then I want to teach it. I'm obsessed with our menstrual cycles. And I know that maybe sounds like so dorky. I feel like you could understand that, but I'm like, so I've always been, I've always worked with women. I've always been in health and wellness. And I've always like, this is like a common thing. We all have, our hormones are our superpower. And so I'm just super into reading books about it and learning about it, listening to podcasts. I would say that is my one like super geeky obsession right now. hmm
0: I and love it.
1: Yeah. I also- I'm always like tinkering with like essential oils and like making my own little blends and it, like in my s- tiny spare moments. Right now I'm obsessed with house renovations because we're renovating our house. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, the things you have to like learn about. I'm like, who knew all of these things? Are you guys doing it yourself or are you hiring yeah, people to do yeah. oh, my oh, husband's
0: that's, doing it? Yeah. That's so fun. So fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I'm also obsessed with the menstrual cycle. I think it's so interesting. It's and when so you, fascinating. When you learn about it, you are just like, well, Why hello. did they teach me this when I was 12? Right. This should be taught in schools to women. There's... And like, we're trying to operate like men and we mm-hmm. don't operate like men. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so freeing. And we're totally going to get into that today. I'm so excited. Okay, good.
1: I absolutely, yeah. It's like become just, if I have extra little time, that's what I'm learning about. Oh,
0: and also before we were getting on, before we hit record, I was telling you that I'm having horrible cramps today and you suggested (laughs) something. So obviously we have to share that with everybody. What was that that you were suggesting for cramps? It's
1: called the Jovi patch, J-O-V-I And it just like came out. I follow this woman on social media and it's like amazing. And it's a reusable patch. It's on a drug, nothing like uses a technology. And I'm like, well, I think you could also use it for any pain. Right. So I'm like, I could get that and use it on my neck. I could put it anywhere. Right. (laughs) Pain-free periods. I mean, for sure. First of all, you should go for like your health and your stress and all Mm -hmm. these things. But some people it's just so bad, right? Like sometimes it's just so bad and nothing else works. Yeah. Jovi. Jovi. And then who was the person we'll shout out that person on
0: Instagram? Do you know her Instagram? Susie
1: Holman. Okay, we'll put it in the show mm-hmm. notes
0: too. Yeah, um, so her
1: Instagram used to be simply susies and she changed it just to meet Jovi because it's her company. Perfect. Um, okay. And then her, she has another Instagram account, Susie Holman. Okay.
0: Awesome. She's, you're oh going to lo- you have
1: to follow her. You will love I her. I
0: can't wait and especially if she's talking about periods and all that stuff, you know, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, awesome. So those were our rapid fire questions. Okay always end up not being that rapid fire. <laughs> okay, so Lindsay, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Like tell us about who you are, what you do. Just tell us your story. What should we know about you? Sure.
1: Okay. Well, I'm Lindsay. <laughs> I I have spent like literally my whole life in health and wellness. Like that's on I grew up in it. Mom was Miss Fitness USA. I grew up in a gym. My parents were very into like their spirituality. And so I was always exposed at such a young age to like all of it. Health, fitness, spirituality, the power of our thoughts, manifestation. And it's always just been a part of who I am. I've followed their footsteps. And I completely did really. I mean I like studied kinesiology. I owned wellness centers with my mom and then they I took them over for years, worked as like trainer yoga instructor, worked with all these women that came into my center and my studio for years and years and just learned so much from them. I feel like it was such an amazing, I was younger than all of them. I was in my twenties. And so it was such this beautiful, just learning. I feel like I was just a sponge of like all the things that women go through and struggle with that I knew I was going to have to deal with one day when I became a mom or whatever. And yeah, when my husband and I had our son, I closed my wellness center and I was like, I'm just going to go and just work online because I don't want to deal with having to be somewhere besides with my kids. And that was a big, big decision. And it was like the best decision. I love the online space. I love connecting with so many people like you that I would never, I mean, we're in different sides of the country. I'm in Southern California. Like we would never, you'd never walk in my door, Chelsea. so it's like <laughs> so cool to be able to get connected. And I've always since becoming a mom, I've really just felt even more like understanding and and called to help more women because I think like it's just, there's not a lot of guide. There's not a lot of simple messaging of like how to just be yourself and how to really find that comfort and thrive in that Base. There's so much, especially. I mean, not just as moms, as women. I think there's so much like comparison and pressure to like be like everybody else and do all these other things. So everything in health and health and wellness, I'm I'm always really passionate about. I've studied homeopathy for years. That's my next career someday. And I just work with women. You know, I just love working with women on the one-on-one coaching capacity and like in my group coaching and. Aside from that, my husband and I are like, we love being outside with our kids. We're moving to Idaho in a couple of months. And so, yeah, just, I know big things, all the good things.
0: I love it so much. Yeah. And I think that's why I was so drawn to you, you know, because it is all about like, what feels good to you, right? What feels good in your body and what works for you, Mm -hmm. not trying to focus on what everybody else is doing, right? No. Everybody else will tell you something different.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, And it's like really getting to that place of honesty with yourself of like, just because that's working for everybody else is at work for me, right? Just like morning routines. Like my morning routine is unique to me, but I'm unique mm-hmm. and I'm not right or wrong. I'm just myself and just being like owning that, really owning your self is what I'm always really working with my clients. That's like my, my message, right? Like be happy. How do you be happy? You have to be honest with yourself and authentic and just do that. Like just do you unapologetically.
0: Mm, I love it so much. I love it. And so I'm curious, did you grow up in California because you said you grew up around Mm -hmm. manifestation and all this kind of stuff, which is so cool to me. And I definitely did not. I explored it that, you know, Manifestation and spirituality and and healing through food and movement. I discovered all that in my twenties. So yeah.
1: So I I was born in Oregon and then moved to Southern California when I was young. I was young, so I've lived here a long time. My family always had a house in in Idaho, but my mom just just was always really spiritual, and we just grew up that way. I mean, before like the secret was really popular, I'd like read it and watched it, and like it was always just a part of my life, probably since I was 10. Mm -hmm. And I just really absorbed it. And I don't think I really realized until much older that I took it so for granted because it was just like, well, this is just the way life is, you know? Like, what do you mean? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. I I got the secret for my birthday, when I was seventeen, somebody gave me one person gave me the DVD and one person gave me the book, and <laughs> that was 2008. And I just thought it was the coolest thing, but I remember thinking it was like like magic, you know. I was like, "This is, is so cool! It is like magic, right?" But now it's such a regular part of my life, and it's just it's just kind of cool. I think back then I was just thinking about what material things can I manifest? Which uh-huh. I actually, I did manifest a car when I was yeah. that age, <laughs> but now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so much more. It's how you live your entire life, you know, and what you
1: focus uh-huh. on. It is. It so is. Cool. Yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. So something I really wanted to dive into, dive into with you is anxiety. Cause that's something you've been talking about a ton recently on Instagram and you even created a program called the anxiety fix. So I am just so curious. It's something I actually don't know a whole lot about. You know, I've experienced, I I wouldn't say I'm somebody who's like chronically chronically anxious or anything like that. So I'm just curious your thoughts on anxiety. And so what do you think is like one thing that a lot of people misunderstand about
1: anxiety? Okay. It's a really good question. If you've, uh, For years, like I, I've always kind of been an anxious person, but I always was like, what do you mean? Like you have anxiety or you have panic attacks, Like I have friends and family that would have like severe, like social anxiety or panic attacks. And it's kind of like an orgasm. Like you don't understand it (laughs) until you have it
0: and then it changes your life.
1: (laughs) <laughs> but like the complete opposite way. <laughs> yeah. Once you are in the middle of this anxiety, you're like, this is the worst thing I've ever experienced. How do how do I get out of it? And it it it's so it can literally just control and consume your life. And if you haven't experienced it, you just don't really know. And yeah, I created the anxiety fix because I was so, I don't know why I was shocked, but I was so shocked with how many people all of my like my followers that connected to anxiety like not 20 93% like wow. 95% would say yes i have anxiety i'm anxious yes i have anxiety yes i've had panic attacks i'm like wow this is a big issue and my anxiety really became like okay i need to do something about this in my like mid to 20s when i was done with college and i was just so burnt out and so extended and I didn't know. Like I've kind of have been having anxiety forever, and I just really got to work on my anxiety, and it's been something I've been working on. Right, like. W- when overwhelm comes, I just always lean towards anxiety. I think if you're an anxious person, that's always like your fallback. So yeah, I just think that if you haven't experienced it, you really don't know. It's like depression. I'm not a depressed person. I don't know like mm-hmm. the debilitating effects of depression, but I know what it is like to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and think I'm probably going to die. Like,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> And
1: it's just awful. And I think that with the anxiety fix, my goal is to really help people understand like they're not the only one. And there's so many ways we can naturally and simply help to minimize our anxiety by increasing our self-awareness and changing some of our habits and getting some boundaries. So yeah, I I want to be a voice for anxiety for sure, because we should... Anxiety is common, but it shouldn't be normal. Mm, mm -hmm. It's not something that people just have to live with, right? You don't have to live with it. And you Mm -hmm. don't have to. Not everyone has to have medication for it either, but there's really not, yeah, I just find like there's really not a lot of tools.
0: Mm -hmm. Or like it's not, like you said, it's not as common to be talked about, right? Especially if you go to a doctor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like medicine first, but yeah. So it's funny that you, the comparison to the orgasm is hilarious. And you know, actually I was, I just remembered. So I actually have experienced anxiety before. And it was when I got put on, when I was on birth control. And I know a lot of women experience that, right? And it is like, you can't explain it. It's just, but I was like, wow, this is what anxiety feels like. And people are experiencing this all the time. It can be really debilitating, right? Yeah. And it is
1: so, it is very hormonal. I mean, I definitely will always ask my clients, well, are you on birth control? Because that is a major, our hormones run the world and Mm -hmm. it can be a major thing. And so many of my like things that I teach about anxiety are how to help your hormones, how to lower your cortisol levels, how to like give your adrenals some love versus just like running them on empty. But yeah, that's interesting with birth control. You had actually now that you say it i when my anxiety was probably at the worst is probably the same time i went off of birth control
0: mm. mm-hmm. when you came
1: off yeah. of it you said? Probably like that time when my hormones were all in that big shift. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was, it was almost an instant thing. I remember. And I was kind of shocked because I didn't think I would notice that much of a difference. And a couple of days in, or maybe a week in or so, I felt like I was like so tense and my shoulders were up here and I was driving and I was getting really like anxious and annoyed mm-hmm. at everybody, all the drivers around me. And I was like, what is happening? Like this is not me, you know? It was mm-hmm. very strange. So I I've never been, for me personally, a proponent of birth control because it all I've tried many and they all had that effect on me. So no, yeah. Not, it so it's, not, it's not
1: for me. Yeah, yeah. Anxiety Yeah, I would say I've definitely struggled with anxiety. It's just been my my learning curve, you know, for mm-hmm. postpartum anxiety. And I really believe anxiety is this awesome opportunity. I know people think like anxiety, is something's wrong with me and I'm broken and I'm a mess, but it really is to me, anxiety is this awesome opportunity. Your body is literally telling you something is out of balance. It's literally saying, hello, 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 hello. Like you have to pay attention. And it's this great opportunity to lean in and figure out what is going on and increase that communication with yourself and your higher self and Start to make those changes to minimize your anxiety, right? Same with like, I used to get migraines, totally hormonal, but I know it's like a perfect storm and I used to be complain about it. And it's like, well, actually it's such a great invitation to take better care of myself. My body is literally telling me I'm not healthy. How cool is that? I get the opportunity to fix it.
0: Right. I love Mm -hmm. that perspective so much. And that's how in my program, we talk a lot about emotions and like Mm -hmm. how to, how to handle emotions. Cause a lot of times we want to push away any negative emotion immediately, but it's a message. It's a message Mm -hmm. telling you, you know, and you can figure out why are you feeling that emotion, you know, and what, 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 what changes can you make? A lot of times we wait until it's like red
1: flag, red flag, like something really bad
0: happens or. Well, right. Especially gets... if you're
1: like suppressing the emotion for so long. Yeah. It's like always trying to get your attention. And I love that. You're so right. Like emotions, we are not our emotions. hmm And so just by observing them, like you're saying, and just under, like a bad feeling or a bad emotion is not necessarily something that you should just, you can't feel it, like feel all of it and observe it and don't be attached to it.
0: Yes, totally. Right? And yeah. even the language we use with emotions, we say, I am angry. I am anxious. Mm-hmm. No, you are not anxious. You have anxiety or it's you're, like experiencing you're experiencing you're experiencing r- rage it. right now. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but the language, I mean, I just think language is super important and it's like, you know, w- we do kind of personify that and mm-hmm. bring it, you know. And then it makes it feel like there's no way to change it. But I'm excited Which is really
1: funny because we would ne- most people never say I'm not happy when they're not like I have found I have anxiety, I have stress, I have all these things. Are you ha- are you unhappy? They won't say that, but the truth is they're not happy. Mm. But it's like we're just kind of taught like we have to be happy and we have to, right? Like you can have a lot, you can have a wonderful house and a wonderful marriage and still be unhappy. And I think that we're just like, we don't want to admit that we're not happy. Do you find that with your clients? If you think about it, totally that they ever have a resistance to like,
0: it's a little bit more socially acceptable. I think to say, I'm stressed, I'm anxious, I'm busy, I'm this, I'm that. But unhappy is like not very socially acceptable. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Lonely, unhappy, unfulfilled, then you're complaining. Right. Stressed and anxious. Well, that's a diagnosis. Well, you're busy. You're
0: (laughs) busy. So, so is everybody, right? It's like, like almost like you're, if you, if you tell people like, Oh, I'm calm, I'm chill. They're probably like, Oh, she's lazy. What is she doing? You know, like, why isn't she
1: stressed? (laughs) I've worked really hard to be calm and chill. It is a practice. Same, same. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I'm sure you have so
0: many good gems and like, yeah. goals that you can share with us. But first I want to talk about medication for a second, because uh-huh. I think there's such a stigma around it. And I myself have like even partaken in like medication shaming, you know, and being like, when I first started the journey of understanding how like holistic remedies can help and meditating and all that kind of stuff. And I look back on that and I'm like, it was never my business to ever tell anybody what's right for their body, you know? Uh-huh. And not that I did, not that I was preaching that, but I, you know, i had had thoughts like, like, oh, well, they need to try this first or that first. And now I'm like very much in a neutral position with medication. I think that, you know, some people, I think it's a great, it's a personal choice and it's great for some people. And some people might be able to heal anxiety or manage it with holistic remedies. So what are your thoughts on the topic of medication?
1: I think like, Obviously my, my background, like personally, I'm very into homeopathy and I'm very much into using homeopathy to cure and heal a lot of things. But I'm also all about, like, if you need that medication to get over the, to the next level, get the medication, understand the side effects, understand what coming off of it's going to be like, and, but get it if, if you need it absolutely. And then if someone is going to come off of it, work with your healthcare provider because some like anti-anxieties or antidepressants can be really like shocking your system when you come off, but it's kind of like, I don't care. It's like you when you're in birth, you're like a pregnant, which you haven't been pregnant yet or given <laughs> yeah. birth yet. And you think like, I'm not going to get an epidural. I'm going to do this all natural. And you get all judgy, like I can do it. And then all of a sudden you're like, give me the epidural right Just kidding. Give it to me. You just don't know. We all have right. our own threshold and our own coping mechanism. And each person is experiencing their own ride through life. So like, absolutely. If you need medication, get medication hundred mm-hmm. percent, but also get to work on all the other things you can change, especially if it's with your anxiety. Like, are you drinking three cups of coffee? Are you sleeping? Are you eating? Are you happy? Are you, are your hormones really great and balanced? Like to me, there's so much access now to alternative types of healing our body mm-hmm. that there's really like no excuse to not explore, Try them even if that means I right. me get on medication so I can cope. And then I'm going to go try these other things.
0: Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. See, cause I, I had always thought like, try those things first and then see if you have to move to medication. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, the whole thing is like, just, just no matter what your choice is or what other people's choices, the big thing is like not shaming other people for their choices, you know, Never.
1: And, and, or shaming yourself. I think a lot or of people yourself. also like, think of it as like a weakness, mm-hmm. But it's, if it's preventing you from even being able to go do those other things, like mm-hmm. go find other doctors or alternative types of treatment, right? Someone who's having a ton of anxiety might not even be able to meditate or do breath work because right. it causes them anxiety. So on, everyone's so different, right? So sometimes do what works. Love that. I love that perspective. So let's talk about some
0: of the holistic remedies or like some of the things that maybe you could share some like juicy tips for anybody who's experiencing anxiety. What would be like, the if you could just give one tip, like just one.
1: I know and I know that's hard,
0: but like, you know, I'm thinking... People with anxiety, it's like, sometimes it's kind of overwhelming, right? So it's like, all right, if there would be one thing, and if you, obviously, if you give us more than one thing, that would be amazing
1: too. But one thing with anxiety, I think this is a big question. I would, you didn't just get anxious overnight unless it was like you were in a horrible traumatic experience, but most, if you were, then that's different. Heal the horrible traumatic experience. But your anxiety was a progressive buildup of your life. And and so I would say the number one thing is to, or I'm going to do two. One (laughs) is you need to have boundaries. I find most people who have anxiety are like the, I'm going to do everything for everyone and I'm going to say yes to every project and I'm going to work myself to the bone and I'm going to also go work out and I'm going to, like, I need to be everything all the time and do what everyone else is doing versus number two, speak your truth and be authentic to your own needs. Mm -hmm. and understand that maybe you are in a more fragile space right now that you need to slow down and heal and connect. And that doesn't mean you have to be like this forever. You can go back to this like super rock star again without that anxiety. But I think it's not just like take ashwagandha because that will really help or drink less, right? right? Ashwagandha does help, right? But you can't, or CBD, like, okay, we can't just all smoke joints for the rest of our lives (laughs) if we want to like grow and evolve. So it's like, there's lots of things we can do, but I think outside of just like modalities, I really think it's, it's really creating boundaries. And if someone doesn't know how to do that, then they need to work with someone that can help them define their boundaries and define their their voice and their truth and what's working and what's not working. Mm,
0: I love it. Yeah. And it's so true. People go to supplements, but they're called supplements for a reason. They're, they're supposed to, it's a bandaid Supplement. Yeah. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a aid, and it's not going to help if you're not actually making other changes. It's supposed to supplement the other changes mm-hmm. and help just a little bit. It's not going to fix the whole problem. No. So when it comes to boundaries and setting mm-hmm. boundaries I love that. But what does that look like in real life? (laughs) Right? Like, so what about the person? Because I know some people might be listening and they're like, okay, well, that's fine for some people, but I can't, there's nothing I can drop the ball on. Right? Like, what would you say? Like, what does this look like realistically setting boundaries?
1: So I'm really big on like doing a a brain dump and like putting everything out there because a lot of us over commit and over prioritize. So it's like, if you think, so I will teach my clients every week, do a brain dump of everything to get that needs to get done that week. Okay. So this would be like the first step to boundaries and then cross off anything that, you know, like that's just ridiculous. Like I don't really need to tell myself that I need to clean my closet out this week. Like, mm-hmm not a priority. Let's cross that off. What can you delegate? What can you give to other people? Like loosen the need to control. Can your partner do something? Can your roommate do something? Can your coworkers do something? Like delegate it out, give it yeah. to other people and then really prioritize what, what needs to get done and where that's going to go and where that's going to fit knowing like your bandwidth, like I can't do a 12 hour day. So how can I prioritize this? It's really, to me, boundaries are all about like self-awareness and being able to say, it's not, it's not bad to say, I can't do this. I'm not Mm going to take this on. I'm not going to commit, right? We're such over, over committers I feel like a lot of people with anxiety, not everyone, but are very like type A. And so it's like, I can do everything and I can commit to everything. And boundaries, regardless of if you have anxiety, boundaries are all about being realistic with your energy and how much of your energy you can give out. I heard this beautiful explanation. Uh, Do you follow Lori Ladd? No. You know who that is? I'll tag you. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> we descri- like, think if you were a balloon and your all of your energy is in a balloon and you slowly start poking holes in this balloon and all of your energy starts going out, right? Well, if you have boundaries, I'm very visual, so to me that like completely makes sense. My energy is like leaving my body. So if I have boundaries, it's like I'm saying, no, this hole's not gonna get poked, and that hole's not gonna get poked. And and even boundaries in relationships and energetically if people have boundaries with their work or their coworkers not being upset not letting people take your energy or ruin your day if your partner comes home and he's in his bad mood like that doesn't have to be your problem you don't have to fix that problem you don't have to engage with that problem it doesn't have to ruin your day that's your choice if you give your energy to that problem so it's kind mm. of like a boundary to me is also like staying in your own lane of these are not all of my issues to fix like th- put your oxygen mask on first and like do you and what needs to get done so boundaries i think are so different for every single person right mm-hmm. some people are great at self care some people are haven't got their hair done for a year and they really <laughs> want to right like everyone's so different so it's like what do you need it's kind of like assessing what's not working mm-hmm. what is not working and how can we make it so things do start working and then just being happy that they that you're doing the work. It's not easy, I think, for a lot of people to start having boundaries, but it's so important.
0: That's such a good starting point, though, writing down the brain dump and then crossing off things that don't have to get da- done. I like the visual of the balloon, too, because somebody explained it to me once, like an energy leak, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're leaking energy over here to something that's not really intentional, then you have less energy to give to the things that are intentional right mm-hmm. a boundary that i have been really good about putting in place recently is i'm pretty introverted and i used to say yes to every social obligation which obviously this year has not been that big of a deal right That's home <laughs> bodies
1: are thriving this year oh my gosh
0: i'm thriving i love my alone time it's just great <laughs> but i said i think it was two years ago, I think it was going in, It was going into 2020. And I was with some family members and we were saying like, what are some resolutions? And I was like, I'm going to do less things just out of the feeling of obligation, you know, like people's parties and birthdays and that kind of stuff, less things just out of obligation and more and really only honor it if it brings me joy. And they all looked at me like I had 10 heads. And I was like, I know, like a lot of people think that's pretty socially unacceptable, but that's a strong boundary I've made. That Solid is made boundary. Because I do it. And I, I if I do those things, I used to always do them.
1: And, and I, miserable. Would be, I would be bitter too. I would yes. be like, oh my gosh, you know, like, Mm-mm. I don't know. And yeah, then another I, thing, would, I think that's an awesome boundary. And I did that with myself a long time ago. And just stop doing things you don't, Want to do? Want to do? How that sounds so simple, right? Just start there. That's step one: (laughs) boundaries. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. What else (laughs) were you gonna say?
0: Shoot, I forgot. But it'll probably come
1: back to me. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a really great starting point for boundaries, and I think that's so hard for people because they get rewarded for doing these things. Whether it's like I have FOMO and I need to be social, and if I don't do all these things, and I won't be accepted, or I have to go and say yes to all these things because I want everyone to like me or this is just what you have to do, right? I'm like an extroverted introvert.
0: Mm -hmm. I kind of am too. When I'm I'm with people, like I enjoy this extremely. (laughs) One-on-one is my jam and I love that, but definitely not an extrovert all the time.
1: (laughs) No, and you have to know what drains you and what does, what deserves your energy. Does going to a meaningless party deserve your energy if it's going to take away from like your next day of doing something? Mm -hmm. And I think there needs to be boundaries with life and boundaries with work too. I think so many people, especially this last year, right? Because now everyone is working from home and how do we have these boundaries when we're working from home? And now it's like, well, I could work 16 hours a day. I don't have to drive or get dressed or, and it's like, wow, you have to also like have time for your life.
0: Mhm you know so you know what i started doing last year i started i first i started by writing out my six values and it could be any number but i wrote out like what are my top values in my life what's important to me right and it's like a couple of them are like surprise and delight like that's important to me to have a life full of like surprise and delight and happiness whether that means i'm creating surprise for other people or just enjoying things. Right. And then like another one is, is being a thought leader in my space. And so then when I'm looking at my to-do list, I can see like, does my to-do list align with my values and what I want out of life? Or is it just all these obligations that I'm dreading, right? Like let me Absolutely. throw something in there that
1: brings me some Absolutely. delight and joy yeah, because that's I love what I that. want out of life, you know? Having so. intention around, does this align with what I actually want to feel or be experiencing? Yeah. And I think so often when people are working on those boundaries, it's not at all. They, it's, it's, they don't even connect how I want to feel. It's like everything, how they don't want to feel
0: mm-hmm. versus yeah. how they
1: do want to feel. And then again, it's like one of those things we were never taught, right? That's like almost selfish to, right. it's almost selfish to be like, well, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Cause it doesn't really bring me joy.
0: I've, I, th- when I said that on that new year's, that's kind of was the vibe that I got. They were thinking, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I mean, honestly, I operate better when I'm, paying attention
1: to my needs first, you Mm -hmm. know? Yep. I think it's really important. So yeah, why do that for myself? And then like for my family, Like, is this going to be the best thing for my family to even do?
0: Mm -hmm. Probably not. Right. And it's so cliche, but like, it is true that like you can't pour from an empty cup. So it's not really being selfish to focus on yourself first.
1: No, right. Not at all.
0: It's like, it's like the, you can't put your, you have to put your
1: oxygen mask on first. So. Yep. You do. And you have to know like what you, I think. Also, you have to be able to let it change. It's like ebbs and flows, right? Sometimes there's seasons where you want to be really social and you want to like commit to all the things and that all brings you joy. And there's other times in life where you just kind of want to not talk to anybody or you don't want to commit to anything or everything changes. And I think we get so stuck in like we're this is just what we're doing and we never give it this time to like organically evolve how it's supposed to. But if Mm -hmm. you're living your life in alignment with your cycle, then you're really synced up as to like, I'm going to do that because that's when I'm in my extroverted phase versus my introverted phase. That's what I was just about to say. I was
0: going to say, and and yeah, that matters for women, mm-hmm. not so much for men, but for women that ebbs and flows throughout the month, right? Mm-hmm. When we want yeah. to be extroverted, when we are like hyper-focused on sitting down and mm-hmm. writing out goals. So let's talk about that. Let's dive okay. into a little bit of like the menstrual cycle and the Absolutely. gradient rhythm. Let's just like nerd out. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so like what, so how do you sync up with your cycle and like maybe for people who, who I've never talked about this on the podcast before, so maybe people who have never heard of that like, what does that
1: mean? Okay, so there's four different phases in your cycle, and I love because not everyone is like studies anatomy and all of these things. I love do you ever read any of Claire Baker's stuff on cycles? No, you're giving me so many good new references. So many goodies. Okay, so I'm she excited. talks about cycles like seasons spring, summer, win- fall and winter. And at, mm-hmm. to me, I just, that's so much easier than follicular and luteal. Like everyone knows the four seasons. Yeah. And so if you have these four seasons, winter would be when you're actually on your period and mm-hmm. then it's spring and then summer's when you're ovulating. And that makes so much sense, right? When you're ovulating, like you feel amazing. You're a superwoman. You want to say yes to every party. You want to go drink the margaritas in your bikini. Like you feel so good. That's so summer.
0: Okay. But wait, I get really anxious. Another thing with something that I- Right before you ovulate? Right. I think it's when I'm ovulating. Mm-hmm. I mean, It's that like change in your
1: hormones. Right?
0: Yeah. Ah, and you're like a little bit more ramped up, right? So you probably mm-hmm. have more cortisol, more energy, more- So drink like-
1: less coffee at that time. Okay. If you know that that's when you tend to be more revved up, then you can, it's just because that your estrogen is like at its peak- You know, so that would be the time you would do like your hardest, like hit hit workouts or Uh harder things, like get that energy out of your body because you have so, right, you feel like this Mm -hmm. uh, kind of revved up. And so you can get that energy out physically and then just like tone down on like the coffee or the stimulants because you're Mm -hmm. already so stimulated, right? But that summer- Fall then is when that you shift into that progesterone phase. And so fall, like we all know what fall is, right? Like you want your sweater, you want to be kind of hibernated. You want to not be so social. Some people that's like their worst time of their cycle, right? They're like way more sensitive. They're way more emotional. I always say like, don't make any, don't ever make a big life decision (laughs) or a small decision in fall because it's like, you just are more negative and more That's when people experience that PMS, right? Like, Yeah. Part of that. You have all the eatings, you're bloated, your self-esteem goes in the tank, like all these things. And then you start your period and you're back in winter. And so- everyone's winter phase is different depending on how long their cycle is. And some people are better for their flow and some people get worse when they're actually start their flow. And then after three to five-ish days, your estrogen starts to slowly increase, right? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm back. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm feeling mm-hmm. better. And you kind of come out of that hibernation. Winter is like the best time to slow down when you're on your period is the best time to tap into your intuition. It is the best time to like dream and plan and like don't plan your schedule in summer when you're ovulating or you're going to be so overcommitted. It's going to be like crazy time. So mm-hmm. winter is a really good time to like, same with fall, right? Maybe not for me for fall because I'm so like negative, but winter <laughs> is like my best time. I take like two or three days and I'm like, I can like really be still with myself and tap um, into like my intuition and what I need and that's, which way I should navigate.
0: That's such a good point. I have a whenever I want to plan and I get, so my follicular phase, the first phase, and by mm-hmm. the way, if anybody's listening, they want to know like how to track it, definitely get an app to track it. And it'll help you understand like what the heck we're talking about, right? These different phases. I use the flow app. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you use an app at all to track? Where I don't you because apps are so wrong for my body. Unless you're tracking oh. like your temperature. Mm, Right. mm -hmm. An app doesn't actually know when you're ovulating unless you're tracking your temperature or if you're tracking like with, with like ovulation P test where you're tracking your LH surge. An app is just like an average. Oh, a normal, like what's your normal? Yeah. What's a normal cycle? So I know I've had lots of friends who were like, oh, I'm trying to get pregnant. I'm, this is my ovulation phase. And it's like, well, is it, do you even know, are you following either your body temperature or you have to follow your LH? surge, um, like a daisy is a really good one for your body temperature also. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was
0: gonna, yeah. I was gonna say some of my best friends are also really into this and they want to, they're using the, their temperature as birth mm-hmm. control and they're, they're kind of yeah. tracking as birth control. Okay. So I'll ask what that app is, but I just find for people, when I first learned all this, I was like, I don't know where I am. Like I was just so confused, but when you start tracking it for a few months, it starts to make sense, right? And I tell all my
1: clients, so I teach this in Beyond the Body. One of our weeks is all on our cycle because Mm -hmm. it just makes so much sense. And really, if you just open up your calendar and just the first day of your period start, that's day one and just write day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, and start to notice, depending on how you track your ovulation, then you would know that's where I'm ovulating. And then you just start to have this intuition, right? The cool thing is by tracking it, no matter how you track it, we are so disconnected from the power of our body and the connection Mm -hmm. with our body and our connection with the earth. Like our cycle should sync with the moon if you're not on birth control. Mm -hmm. How amazing is that? Right. And so I think it's just having this whole new layer of self-awareness that's so beautiful because you can start scheduling everything in alignment with when you feel you you're best for that thing. And it's like, I have anxiety. Like you said, you get anxiety or you feel that way at ovulation. I have anxiety. The only time I have anxiety is really like two, it's always exactly two nights before I start my period. I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel super anxious. And the first couple of times that it happened, I was like, why am I having anxiety again? i like, I'm so good. There's no reason. And then I realized, oh, I am just going to start my period. And then sure enough, and so now I always know. And I think that's so nice because if you don't understand what's going on in your body that's triggering these emotions, then you always are just thinking that you don't have it together when really not like we should be blaming our cycles, but we should be honoring the space where we're at, right?
0: Yes. And if we know that, Mm -hmm. oh, this is just a hormonal feeling, this is just something going on in my body, then we can give it permission to be there and allow Mm -hmm. it to just kind of sit with us and feel the anxiety and let it pass through naturally Mm -hmm. versus like trying to hurry up and numb or do something that like makes us not feel it or try Mm -hmm. to like, what's wrong? I need to fix this, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't always need to be fixed. Sometimes it just needs to move through naturally because it's just a hormonal thing. Right, absolutely. So it all yeah. ties together. Oh, and I was gonna say, yeah, I've I feel so many new ideas when I'm in my follicular phase at that beginning, and like probably ovulation too. I'm like so amped up. Is when I tend to plan my months, and then I'll be like, yes, I'm gonna do this and that, and this and that, and this and that, and, and they're then like, like canceling
1: every single thing.
0: Yes, and it was like such a problem. It really was. Mm-hmm. Like I would like overcommit and and get really amped up on new things, which it's awesome. Now, if I have new ideas, I just, I make sure to write them all down. Cause I have, I'm like an Absolutely. idea machine at
1: the beginning of, which I think is pretty common, right? Yeah, so definitely. A- mm-hmm. You have so, so much energy. You're so clear. Like those are the times you can work 14 hour days and like not even feel phased. And just like, so creative. Once, I'm so creative. Mm-hmm. Like
0: I have all Absolutely. these ideas but like I, I need to implement them over time. And like I try to implement them all in that month and my body's just like, no, nope, no. not happening. Yeah, so what I
1: started doing was in like my, my fall and winter is when I will like plan things, like mm-hmm. lock it in the calendar. And then in the spring and summer, like literally when I'm ovulating, that's like my day that I do like all my content creation because I know I'm just like, and, but then I'm sticking to us, a, a calendar that's already set around, like don't overcommit mm-hmm. because I will like 5,000 ideas. And then a week later, I just am like, don't want to show up for any of it. So yeah, using that for your for your good energy, even for like your vacations or your workouts or, you know, like I don't need to book a date night with my husband in my fall because I'll we'll probably just start an argument like <laughs> knowing yeah. when, when your
0: boundaries are <laughs> It's so true. I like the other day, I was just... <laughs> I just get your, the few days before my period, you know, and I always forget why it is for some reason, even though it's been happening for how many years, but I was just like, just so down. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? And my husband's like... (laughs) Your period's coming. Like it's you know, like he knows my body. And I'm like, oh yeah. That's me today. Today <laughs> I'm like, nothing's working. Why am I doing this? What's <laughs> the purpose? Yeah. Like so despair. And then like two days later, I'm fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's so cool when you understand that. Then it's not like I need to go see my therapist and I'm falling backwards. And it's like okay, it's literally things,
0: right. Like you said, making big decisions a day. and being like, like oh, I'm quitting my business, you know? Just like, relax. Let it pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's like yes. lear- learning right. about this is like such a game changer. So mm-hmm. love it. Oh, and also something else you talk about a lot is expectations. And that kind of ties in too, right? Like
1: our yes. expectations for ourselves are huge. So huge. everybody so- who's listening, lower your level of expectations (laughs) on everything, Everything. right? Like everything on your partner, on your house, on your body, on your career, on your bank account, on everything. I think we never, it goes back to boundaries, right? Like we never give ourselves a break to just be Mm -hmm. or just not be like, you don't have to, have these great expectations. Yeah. It's, I think if you can give yourself that permission, it's kind of like, Oh wow. Right. I remember I was in college and I had a friend slash mentor and she was much older than me. And she was Lindsay, listen, I want you just to try and become a B student. I mean, I was like a Dean's list. I'm like, no, absolutely not. That is absurd. She's like, just try it. I dare you this semester to be a B student. And I'm like, why would I do that? She's like, well, first of all, no one knows what your A++ means and you'll probably still get A's or A minuses, but you might actually like relax or have fun or have a life. So I did it. I fully embraced the B student by the end of that whole year. And I was so much better off, right? And it is like lowering this pressure that you put on yourself. I think it's just so just, yeah, just lower it. Like anyone who's listening to this, just lower your level of expectations because it's, you're only setting yourself up for failure with these really high expectations, in Mm. my opinion, for most people, you know? I agree. It's
0: like when we're shooting for A, you know, and we're, we will only accept perfection. Mm-hmm. Then, a lot of times, what happens for some people, and I'm talking in terms of like health and wellness, a lot of times we have this mindset is we end up getting an F because we're like,
1: screw it, a B's not good enough. I'm just not going to try it all. Right. right?
0: Like, I, yeah, I don't know about Especially
1: you. in health and wellness. I mean, right. Yeah. With our bodies, with our nutrition, with a, if it, it's like this all or nothing mentality. And again, it goes back to your body didn't get where it is today overnight. It's a lifetime. Sometimes it's more than one lifetime mm-hmm. that's contributing to where you're at. It's not, not going to happen in six weeks. It's not going to happen in, maybe in six months. Like, really have these, you can have like lofty goals for your health and wellness, but really have realistic expectations and understand how long does the body take to transform? How long does Mm -hmm. the body take to heal? Uh, Is my mindset in conjunction with my healing, right? Are you working out to lose weight, but the whole time you're working out, you're saying how fat and disgusting you are. Guess what? You're just going to manifest more fat and disgusting. And then you have this high expectation of, I want to look amazing, but you're not, your mindset's not there. Your belief's not there. The energy you're putting out is not there. And so you're just continually setting yourself up right to fail.
0: Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but a lot of clients when they start, so my program used to start with like the first session, we're talking about balanced meals, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, okay, so let's say you're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We set goals for each week, right? Just like to use a habit tracker and see how often just to have a little data to track Mm -hmm. that's not weight or macros or anything like that. And I'll say, okay, so what let's, if they are like a breakfast, lunch, dinner person, we have got 21 meals in the week. How many meals do you want to try to shoot for, for this balanced meal? And they'll be like 21. And I'm like, how many meals are you eating that look like that now? They're like, um, not really, like maybe two. And I'm like, okay, let's shoot for three or four. <laughs> like, And right. they want to jump out the gate, which is awesome. And I think a lot of people think that if they don't have these high expectations for themselves, then they're not going to reach the high expectation. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that's the opposite of what will happen. Absolutely. The opposite. It, gradually, you'll actually get there and you won't feel that disappointment and shame and all those things that come along with setting a goal that was pretty much impossible for your you to oh. reach.
1: I mean, I've had clients where we've worked together and it's like, okay, here's all the things. And I'm like, okay, what, what's going to move the needle the most? And like, literally I've had a client for one month, their only goal for one month, the only thing they worked on was getting eight hours of sleep. Mm. And that in and of itself was enough of a challenge because how many things have to shift and change? So you can get eight hours of sleep if you're not an eight hour sleeper, right? But then all of these other problems started to decrease because she was sleeping all of a sudden, right? She's like losing weight. Her hormones are more balanced. She's happier because she's not depleted, right? And it's like, yeah, you have to so um, slow and steady. Mhm and constraining down to one
0: thing at a time is so hard but it's so worth it, right? Like it's like so worth it. When you try to do everything at once, that's what, I think that's one reason like a coach, a good coach is so valuable because they help you be like, let's focus on one thing, right? And like let's actually make changes in one area. Yeah. And then yeah, and then
1: like celebrate that one. Hit a goal and we don't even celebrate. We're just on to the next and on to the next and always looking at what's not good enough versus being like, wow, right? Like, I, with my clients, like when we first start Beyond the Body, it's like, okay, what, is, where are you right now? And let's go back and look at that in eight weeks because when you're working on your body or your mind, it's like not always measurable. You mm-hmm. can't, you know, like, mindset's not something you can get on the scale. And what is the scale anyway? Right. And so it's like, you can't always measure it, but it's like, you have to look at all of these small, small wins and actually really celebrate them because that's the whole point is to celebrate the success. And then it's like, Oh, I can have success and I can create more success. And then you're more likely to go off and be like, okay, now I can do two things at once and be successful. Where before someone picks, like you're saying, I'm going to eat 21 good meals they eat 21 good meals for one and a half days and they say, screw it. I'm failing at this as usual. And they just kind of give up and don't ever give themselves a chance to win. Right. Our subconscious.
0: Yes, totally. Totally. And, and you, that's kind of what that person was saying to you, right? When they said like aim for B work,
1: right? In nutrition
0: and health and making any kind of change, like aim for a B. I would say even like a C in the beginning, like don't even try to get to the B, you know, (laughs) I heard once that B minus work can change the world. And I love that because it's so true. And like Mm -hmm. that, I think about that all the time. So yeah, I love, 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 love that thinking about expectations that way. Let's talk a little bit about motherhood.
1: (laughs) Speaking (laughs) of expectations.
0: Speaking of, oh gosh, right. Speaking (laughs) of (laughs) impossible expectations, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like as though women didn't have enough expectations on them. And there's Mm -hmm. all these things, these expectations of what motherhood should look like. Yeah. Um, And I won't lie, like I'm, I'm 30 years old. My husband's like ready to have kids yesterday, but to me, maybe it is the idea of all the expectations and whatnot and like how is everything gonna change and I don't know. I'm just like, oh, it's kind of scary. so I want to mm-hmm. know how has motherhood kind of changed the way that you look at health and wellness?
1: I mean that's a great question. I think that you definitely become more right so before my like previous right I was a personal trainer and a yoga instructor, I was like so like there are no excuses, just get it together and get it done. And I think I'm so much more empathetic, right? You don't know until you've been in those shoes. Mm. And I think, I don't know if it's motherhood or just getting older and wiser in general. I don't Mm. know which one it is or the combo, but it's definitely, I'm much more gentle with myself. I'm much more, and and other people, and much more, like there's a million things you could do for health and wellness. What is the Mm non-negotiable.
0: See, that's why. yeah, I like the way you teach. It's very similar to me because it's compassionate, but it's also like no bullshit, right? Like Mm -hmm. I feel like you are kind of like, all right, yeah, we're going to be compassionate,
1: but- That doesn't mean we're going to be lazy.
0: That doesn't mean we're going to have like, use all these things as an excuse to not change anything, right? We're going to control what we can control and then be compassionate for the things that
1: we can't, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's very much
0: how I like to, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. (laughs)
1: Motherhood has definitely made me, it's, it's just a completely different view on health and wellness, I think, because it's like, how's your mental health? How's your emotional health? And then you're constantly worrying about the health of other little humans and then how how do you do that and how do you demonstrate and embody and teach health and wellness to your children from a place of low expectations and not a lot of pressure but like this you know it is definitely my views have totally changed but are also even better even stronger i feel like i'm so much more i think it's just getting becoming older too right as you start on your journey for health and wellness <coughs> It just keeps going. Like 10 years ago, there's things I would have been like, I would never do that. And now I'm all about it. So you just start to get healthier and healthier if you continue your evolution of eating cleaner and having more sleep and having more connection with your soul and all these things, right? It just keeps evolving.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's like- Other it never... though, for
1: sure is the- Sorry.
0: No, go ahead. Sorry, my, my computer froze. And so I didn't know you were still talking. It's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's always a journey, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's really no end point. I think that's something that's like kind of a, a false narrative is that there's an end point to this health journey Mm -hmm. and you'll get to your destination. Everything will be perfect. Right. Again, Mm -hmm. those expectations that can never be met, but it's like, it's always a journey. I'm still on my journey and Mm you know, the people that I'm helping may just be a little bit further along in their journey Mm -hmm. and need some guidance, right? But Mm -hmm. it just keeps going forever. It's never an end point. I will
1: say, like I think any I think women need to hear this. My body is in the worst shape of my entire life. By (laughs) far the worst shape, but my mind is in the best shape of my entire life. And that's more important that I show up as a whole fulfilled mom and woman than looking really good mm. at this stage in my life. Like I have the rest of my life to look really good or to feel really strong or whatever that is in my body, but I don't have the rest of like, I need to be mentally really good for my kids.
0: Mm.
1: That's so empowering. And I, too. Think that, I think that it's okay if it's like, maybe you aren't in the best shape of your life when you have these little kids. Cause like what, I just, how many, how many plates can I juggle at once? Right? Like I know how to eat really well, but I'm not strong. I don't have muscle. I don't feel really good, like naked, but I feel really good, like about my connection to myself. And so it's like all, it all ebbs and flows. And I think as women and moms, I think there's always this pressure. Like I have to be really thin and I have to look really good and I have to get my body back. Like I never want my body back. (laughs) my body created life. Why would I want it back to the way it was? Like, I feel like you should embrace this awesome transformation you've been through. If you've ever given birth, it's like incredible versus trying to go back. Like, let's just go forward and create something new and beautiful versus always want, like, why would I go back? I'm not 25, I'm 38. Like, I'm never going back. I want to absolutely love this body and like every little Stretch mark or sag from my kids because, like, I did it twice. Mm. Like, it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. And I think moms, there's just this like insane pressure or this feeling of like, I'm just going to completely give up altogether. Right. And I don't need to, this is just where I am. And I'm stuck here and I'll just always be like this with my body. And I don't believe that's true either. I think you have forever, our bodies transform. So quickly, you just have to make it a priority. Side yeah. tangent for you there.
0: No, that's so interesting. <laughs> you know, I love it because I work with a lot of women who want to maybe change the physical shape of their body or how it looks. You know, so this is super relevant. I'm all because- for it.
1: Like I'm all for changing, wanting to feel right. good with your body. Like we deserve that right. But it's like, is it actually a non negotiable at this point? Is it actually something you can actually? do with what you're handling in your life. Yes. And what
0: you're saying is like like, is super empowering because it's like it's not I feel like a lot of people think it's out of their control. And what you're saying is like, sure, my body's changed and I could have a body again that looks similar to that, but I'm actually choosing this over it. Right. And it's like it's never out of your control. Right. It's
1: prioritizing.
0: What it's if you just not a priority, to right?
1: Yeah. It's like if you have a business or let's say savings, everyone, not everyone has their own business, but everyone knows about savings. If you're like, by the end of the year, I want to save, I don't know, $30,000 extra. Do you really want to give up everything you need to give up to save $30,000? Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, then you're going to hit the goal. If the answer is no, I'm not canceling my wine club. I'm still going to get my nails done and I would never get rid of my cleaning lady, then don't make this unrealistic expectation. Expectations again. (laughs) $30,000, right? It's like, of course, I want my body to look a certain way, but guess what? Someday my kids are going to be self-sufficient and they're not going to be two and four. And I'm going to be able to go work out every day mm-hmm. and have strong triceps again. Right. It's like <laughs> all, all in time. Are you, do you have the bandwidth to make it happen? If you don't just like eat really well and sleep and know like See what I'll happens work on it. Your body. Yeah. I'll right. work on it next year.
0: Right. Right. And, and, and I can even relate to that. Not as a mom, because I know for a fact, I could get back into the shape that I was in on my wedding day. I know how to do it. I could do it again. I could replicate the process. Do I want to give up all the things that I gave up to look the way I looked on my wedding day? Hell no. It is not worth it to me. I feel good. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, And
1: so then it's like, how do I love this body now? Because if you don't love your body, no matter what size and shape you are, this is why I created my program Beyond the Body Mm -hmm. because I'd worked on such a superficial level with women with their bodies. And I had clients that were in, I would die for their bodies. Like their bodies were amazing and they were still so unhappy. It's like, if you don't actually work on the inside and what's Mm. going on, it's never going to matter Mm. what the outside looks like. You can get every filler and every lift and every injection, but it's never going to matter if you're not actually truly fulfilled. I
0: agree. Yes. And that's kind of why I started my business as well for pretty much the same reason. Like we start with health and wellness, but my goal is not to get you looking like a bikini model. My goal is to get you empowered enough that you go after your dreams, whatever those are in this world. Like everybody has the thing that they're like, Oh, if I had the confidence, I would do this with my
1: life. Well, Don't you think if you really are happy and thriving and living like your truth and doing well, your body resembles that? Totally. Yes. <laughs> totally. Yeah. When you're living in alignment, it kind of all just falls into place, yeah. right? If you're not stressed and you're doing really well, it's like you you look really, you look well. Your skin looks, you know, it's like you don't eat, you don't go on binges. You're not drinking five coffees a day. You're not, you know, you're really about. Help- like have this balance, I guess, Mm -hmm. your body resembles that eventually if you heal. Totally.
0: Totally. Yes. Speaking of balance, do you think like that word even really exists? Like, is it possible for people to like have the balance between, what does that look like to you? Let me ask you that.
1: balance? So every time people say like balance doesn't exist, I'm, I think that's wrong because I think it's, I've tried in my mind, to like get away from the word balanced. So I'm like, no, balance does exist, but what is balanced to me is not balanced to you. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to that. Like, what is your truth? And what are your um expectations? Again, right? It mm-hmm. all comes back to these things, like balance to to me, like, like, okay, I have this little cup that is what I do for my physical body in terms of like workouts. Like mm-hmm. that's not where I want it to be right now. But I have all these other things. And so it's like to me, it's like you have. So much energy you need to put into all these areas. It's putting the energy amounts that you want into each one of them. Mm, Yeah. So you can't just say, I'm going to put 25% here and 25% here and 25% here. It's like, well, currently in my state, maybe my physical workouts are getting like 5%, and my children are getting 65%, and my business is getting 30, right? But it's like that is, I think it's always a balance if it's in alignment with your truth and your joy and when things are out of balance that's when things start being unhappy and dysfunctional and stressful the thought of this balance of like we're all gonna just like have hours to take care of ourselves every day and work is never gonna I think that is unrealistic
0: Mm mm-hmm and balance believe- meaning like everything's going to be perfect
1: in every area of your life, right? No, like- that is so controlling like that. Is- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that is- just, again, like sets you up for failure of how many people out there say like, oh, I'm so out of balance, right? I mean, like I'm so, it's like, well, out of balance for who? Like for- mm-hmm. I-, I do think bal- that you can have balance. It just depends on what you're going to give your energy to.
0: Yeah, I agree. And for, it does, it does look different for everyone because balance for me usually looks like going all in on one area for a little while and then balancing out the rest later. You know, like when I'm hyper-focused on one thing, then like, I might not text my friends back for three weeks, you know? And like, that's just, but then I'm one of those. I'm totally (laughs) one of those. And I'm so sorry. All my friends are like, yeah, she's one of those. (laughs) I'm totally one of those, but that's just how it works for me. And then I come back to it and you know, it all works itself out and becomes even over time, but not at the same time. That's just, and the only time
1: you feel out of balance is when you're like running on empty and you're feeling depleted or you're not nurturing yourself, right? Like my self-care may be two minutes a day, but I like enjoy it and I honor it. And that is what it is. Cause I had, I didn't have children till I was in my mid thirties. Like I had plenty of years of hours of self-care a day. Like I don't, that's not something I need right now. Right. So it's like figuring out your imbalance can be your balance. Right.
0: Exactly. I love that. I love that. Okay. Well, I could talk to you all day about this I know, stuff. It's amazing. It's like we love all the same type of thing. So, it's so fun. I want to wrap it up and ask you one last question. Then you can tell us about some of your programs that you have sure. and where people can find you. But the last okay. question I want to ask is what makes you vibrant?
1: What makes me vibrant? I'm really working on, I just had my birthday. So it's always like my new year at my birthday, because it's at the beginning of the year, kind of just really like very much doing the things that I like hold back from doing. So this year, if my goal was like, how am I going to like really be vibrant? It would be to like do the big scary things. And that has to be, go along with like speaking my truth or living my truth. And then also connection, like human connection is so, it's something that I just like thrive on. And I think it's so wonderful.
0: Mm. Mm. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. And I would agree. Everybody needs to go find Lindsay on yeah. Instagram and we'll put her information in the show notes and whatnot. Cause she really is so vibrant and does speak her truth. Like it's just so fun to watch you cause you're very authentic and you just, Kind of talk about what you want to talk about one day it's manifestation one day it's you know a personal experience of what what happened to you and how you cultivated that balance in your life and thank you um, one day it's the menstrual cycle it's just it's just you're so much fun to follow so Thanks. tell everyone like where they can find you and tell them definitely about anxiety fix and beyond the body tell Sure, everyone. yeah
1: my website's just lindsaychambers.com. so I'm there or and Instagram is Lindsay's lifestyle on Instagram. Lindsay's like with an S at the end Lindsay's lifestyle. And I have two programs. The anxiety fix is going on right now. And then I've beyond the body is an eight week, like total transformation going beyond like just your body to all of the things like your mindset, your visualizations, your self-talk, breaking down those limiting beliefs, like really getting off of the hot mess express and giving yourself those, everything we talked about is what we do in this program, right? Like giving Mm -hmm. yourself boundaries and like expectations and cultivating this connection with yourself and your truth that I think is so important so that you can just be happy. Like happiness shouldn't be hard. Like life shouldn't be hard. There's lots of simple ways you can improve. And so I think both of my programs really capture that. And those are just on my website, Lindsay Chambers, and I'm doing a challenge. My three for me, I like turned it into a challenge. I'm doing that this month. So you can sign up for that to enjoy the challenge which is totally free and just my way of like pouring into everybody so that they make themselves a priority i think is really important to do for ourselves
0: Yes. Yes. So yeah. I'll put all the links to all of that in the show notes and I'm definitely going to do the three for me challenge. That sounds Good. like so much fun. So I would love that. Guys,
1: yeah. You guys should join me and do the three for me. It'll be super fun. I would love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I literally feel like we always on Instagram and the DMS. I'm always <laughs> like, I just love like your energy just comes out of Instagram. And I just think <laughs> you are such a bright light and you are so beautiful. And it's just like so refreshing. I feel like we could just talk forever. So I really appreciate it.
0: I agree. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh. So much good information. And this was so much fun. Thank you, Lindsay. Of course.